Hello, welcome to 15 Minute Sermon. I'm so happy to have you here. Let's pray a short prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for another privilege to study and learn from your word. We ask that our eyes of understanding will be filled with light, the knowledge of your will, the knowledge of your word. In the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome once again. Um, this is the fifth and final episode of the series God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. We've learned a lot so far. We're going to learn much more today. And uh, I, I want you to pay rapt attention. I want you to pay keen attention. I want you to have an open mind and so that you learn as much as God would have you learn. All right. Uh, so in this series, we've 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 explained uh, how that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit refer to the same person. All right, refer to God. All right, God, Jesus being God, uh, made manifest. All right, God in the physical form. So if you ever wanted to see God physically jesus is the person that reveals god all right and then we talked about the holy spirit how that the holy spirit is god in operation all right if god wants to do something on the earth he does it by his spirit okay if god wants to do anything he does it by his spirit i remember in the first episode we talked about how that uh, behind behind creation all right and the holy spirit was 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 operate, operational all right you know it says god created the heavens and the earth right the earth was without form and void and they said the spirit of god moved over the waters then god said all right so we see that when god wants to do anything is is a spirit that goes into operation and when his spirit goes into operation it's not separate from him it's god in operation all right okay so uh, so in this uh so in this episode we're going to go a bit more further well before that let's we're going to go further it's nothing like more further i'm right, going to go further all right but let's Let's read John chapter 3, verse 16, uh, where we always start from in every episode of 15 minutes sermon. Okay, so John chapter 3, verse 16, I'm reading from the KJV. Say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I will read it again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So God's love is descriptive, all right? It's action, it's action driven. Okay, his love is discernible by what he did. Okay, making it possible for man to have possession of eternal life. Okay, you know, so God has made it possible. The fear of men generally, all right, fear of men is that everyone is afraid of dying. <laughs> as much as everyone knows that yeah, one day a time will be up. 
or it's, it's something man has not yet gained confidence over that that fear that death brings looks like death is an unbeaten enemy right <laughs> every man has that fear okay so the slightest opportunity man sees you know um to, that uh slightest opportunity to live forever that man sees he is always inclined to you know wanting to take advantage of of the opportunity okay so there's a lot there's a lot of attempts in in science to try to you know you know you talk of anti-aging you know trying to see how they can sustain this man to live forever okay but you see god has made it possible in jesus christ all right eternal life is only in jesus eh? nobody gives such assurance all right he says whoever believes in jesus will not perish these are clear terms all right clear and undeniable terms he said whoever believes in jesus would have everlasting life have everlasting life so eternal life can be a possession hmm? it's a possession of those who believe who believe in jesus christ who believe in the finished work of jesus christ who believe that jesus christ came that is god came in the flesh who believe that uh he died for the sins of men who believed that he was buried for three days and rose up on the third day who believe that right now is alive forevermore that he results everyone who places trust in him has justification from sins and has access to eternal life this is what the bible says so i enjoy you to believe 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 cease from your struggles believe believe all right john chapter 14 let's open the john chapter 14 right so this particular <clears throat> uh we're going to be looking at uh, uh you know the things jesus said about the holy spirit okay things he said about the holy spirit very important things so jesus was about living and when i mean living he knew a time for him to uh, pay the price of salvation was near all right he knew that he knew that it was very close he knew that very soon the jews would take a hold of him and then crucify him all right so he began to tell his disciples uh, some things more like parting words all right and <clears throat> he needed to tell them because they were really sad you know jesus had been with them for the for a good part of their lives three and a half years and those three and a half years were very impactful on their lives right something they would never forget for life okay and this person who had you know who their life was centered around right they spent literally their entire days with him I mean, every day of those three years was mostly spent with him. All right. Now this person is about leaving. So let's look at some of the things he told them. Okay. In John chapter 14, verse 16. All right. 
John chapter 14, verse 16. So I'll read. He said, He said, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. So when he says the Father, he's referring to God the Father, right? Okay. He said, And he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. So you see the word another comforter, right? First to is the Greek word allos parakletos. Alright, and it refers to it's it's saying another of the same kind. Alright. So he said, so Jesus was a comforter to them. You, you, you realize that Jesus was a comforter to them. So he's sending me, I'm sending, I will send you. So I'll, as I'm living now, I'll pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter who is like me. That's a better, okay. Then he says that he may abide with you forever. Those are very, you know, <laughs> you say he will abide with you forever. That's <clears throat> forever. You know, it's just sometimes it's easy for us to say forever. Maybe um, when you want to get married to someone, you know, the, the, the hashtag you put, maybe you combine your names and form a name and you say uh, so, so and so forever. All right, that we're going to love each other forever. Our love is forever. But in actual fact, <laughs> it's not forever. Because you guys are not going to be on the earth forever. All right. But when Jesus says forever, he knows what he's saying. All right. He said, I will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. He's telling his disciples this. He now goes further to explain who the comforter is. He said, even the spirit of truth, says this another comforter I'm talking about is the spirit of truth. He said, whom the world cannot receive, said, because it seeth him not. He said, the world can't receive him. Those who don't believe in me can't receive him. So anytime, uh, you know, as you study the Bible, you realize anytime the word, the word is used, it refers to those who don't believe, who are outside of the faith, who don't believe in Jesus. So because it, he said, whom the word cannot receive, because it seeth him not. It doesn't know it him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So remember he said, I explained that another comforter refers to another of the same kind. So when he tells them that I'm telling you that you know the Holy Spirit. Say, so you know the spirit of truth. Hmm? He said, and why do I believe you know him? He said, for he's dwelling with you right now and would be in you. So this was one of the places Jesus explained how that God would become part and parcel of a man. And that God would implant himself in man. Okay? By his spirit. And for two reasons, two major reasons, to uh, make man have the ability to live the new life, to live above sin, and then to perfect the salvation work in man, both in the interim and after uh, the physical body loses life, all right, so after death. Man has an assurance, after physical death, man has an assurance of living forever. 
all right so this was where jesus explained it for he said he shall be in you he said he dwelleth with you so when he said he dwelleth with you what was he referring his friend the fact that he jesus was with them and the spirit that is coming to dwell in them is not different from him so he said you know him if you know me you know the spirit that's what he was saying all right verse 18 he said i will not leave you comfortless the word comfortless remains like he said i won't leave you as orphans i won't leave you as fatherless kai so he said this so what he's trying to say is that a spirit of god that would come you know as a result of his going as a result of his death burial and resurrection would be a spirit of fatherhood all right god would be able to uh uh, you know, be the father of his of this of the disciples. You know, in this context, he was talking to the disciples. He said, "I won't leave you comfortless. So, you are you are you are sad that I'm leaving, right? You're sad that I'm going because I've been with you for so long. It's like a father figure to you, right? I'm master, I'm lord. But don't worry, I won't leave you as orphans." I will come to you. How will he come to you? He said, by the Spirit. He has explained it that it's the Spirit of truth that will come. So, you know, so you, you begin to see how Jesus is explaining the unity that exists between him, the Father, and the Spirit. It's one and the same person. Different expressions. Jesus being the physical expression and the Holy Spirit being God in operation. Verse 19. Say, yet a little while, and the word seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, you shall live also. At that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. So he said, in that day, that the Spirit of truth will come and dwell in you. You would understand that I am not separate from the Father. I am not separate from God. Say, I am in my Father. And you also will have fellowship with us. Say, you shall be in me and I in you. How will I be in you? By the Spirit. So you see, God communicates his presence <laughs> to us. Communicates his presence to man by his Spirit. The Spirit of God is able to do, or God is able to do an eternal work in man by his Spirit. He forges a vital relationship with man by his Spirit. Glory to God. I hope you've been blessed by this episode. Look forward to seeing you in the next series. Before then, stay blessed.